and welcome to Blades Pod. It's Monday, the twenty-first of August. My name is Ben, and on the line it is Andrew. How are you today, mate? I'm not too bad, mate. How are you? I'm all right myself, thank you. Well, we played Nottingham Forest on Friday night. The game that could not be seen legally in the UK, and I did not get to see it uh, legally or illegally. So I've, yeah. I'm, I'm relying on your uh, your input here on this one. Obviously, mm. uh, put myself through the highlights afterwards. But um, yeah, for, <laughs> I suppose if anyone wants to listen to people who actually two people or two or more people who actually watch this game, then uh, other content providers are available. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I've, take it away. I, I want your insight. Let me. Well, well, let's start with the thing that I, things that I can comment on, I suppose, and that is the uh, the team news. Mm. George Bulldog, I knew it. I knew we knew, it. We knew, we knew, we knew this was going to happen. It's a classic Eckingbottom. Nice, fine, yeah, yeah, no, nothing to worry about. <laughs> doesn't play. Um, that's that is alarming. A that he doesn't play. You know, just just did it on it as a standalone fact, but. Mm. The fact it hasn't really been talked about by the club, like you know, does that mean they're still assessing what it actually is, or the best way to treat it? Obviously, the club's injury record is not great with uh, seemingly innocuous injuries. I don't know. Uh, I, I, as I said on the last pod, I was on red alert when he started. You know, clutched at his knee after sort of. I think he just cleared one, or like it was in a tackle or something. Yeah. Um, against yeah. Palace. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'll be relieved if he's back in the team soon because that was quite alarming. And um, and he, I knew he wasn't playing because he weren't in the, any of the training videos or anything like that. So, mm. uh, but I have to admit, my man of the match was probably Ben Osborne at right right wing back. So. Yeah. That's that's what we went with old uh, old Ozzy Osbourne at, um, at right wing back over, um, well I guess Femi Sariki or Sai yeah, Sash. There weren't really any other option. I mean we saw. I mean I don't I don't think Sariki's ready from what we've seen. He was on loan at Rochdale last season. Yeah, got some views on him. All right, but not you know nothing to suggest he's going to go straight to the Premier League. And uh, Sai Sad, what's his called? Forgot his name. Sash Dev. Sajdev has never played a professional game. <laughs> never started a game, so it'd been a bit, you know. Yeah. yeah, so it were either, realistically, I think it were between Osborne and Basham. And I, I'd have gone for Osborne, to be fair. And, and like I say, I thought you were excellent, Osborne. I really did think you were our best player. Yeah, good. He's um, he's done that a few times. Last season, I think it was, and possibly the season before. Is that right? Mm. Yeah, I think yeah. it was, it? yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I remember his like, last really good game for us were at right wing back again. Well, like, Against Spurs, he, was it? Yeah, yeah, he moved over there, I think, because Paul Lockett had played 60 minutes or whatever, and that's when he did his uh, Paul Gascoigne <laughs> sort of thing, where he was flicking it over people's heads and all sorts. But, I'm all, I mean, look, you don't want him there long-term, because we've seen him have bad games uh, at wing-back and stuff, but, yeah. Third I, choice? I, You're right with it. Yeah, third choice. The thing is, if Baldock's going to be out and Bogle's not anywhere near ready, I'd be really tempted to bring a... a big, on the other side, Max Lowe had an absolute nightmare. Um, LaRucci, I thought, were all right uh, without being, oh, there, that's it. You know, he's nailed that down. But he were better than Lowe. I'd like to bring a wing back in who can play both sides, to be honest. Just to, But then again, you know, we're wasting whatever little budget we have. I don't know if there's anyone available on a free transfer who can do that. Just doesn't have to be a first teamer, really. Just someone who we can put in there and not have to worry about. Yeah, yeah. A well, bit like an Osborne, to be honest, but another one. <laughs> another one, yeah. Well, the, this game, I, I wanted to say this actually. This game is uh, why you give Ben Osborne a one-year contract, isn't it? You yeah. know, th- this situation. I mean, look, it, it, you know, in case people are thinking we're uh, think we're talking out both sides of our mouth here, we absolutely 
don't want Ben Osborne to be a starting midfielder for us in the Premier League. Like as a, you know, that that's your choice, which was which which was sorry, as in you haven't got a choice. And yeah, that's, that yeah. was what the situation was last week. We didn't have a choice. Osborne had to start in midfield. That's bad. That is bad. But mm. having him in the squad means you can have a competent backup, a, a new number of positions without having to waste resources on it. So, um, yeah, yeah. It, I saw a lot of people say he had a good game. So that's that's encouraging to hear. Just on the, the team news again, um, and get to the, the good parts of it shortly, but uh, Slomani, not in mm. the... 20, 20 month squad, is it now? Yes, uh, nine yeah. Something, yeah. Not in the 20. And has a hamstring injury. And yeah. Of course he does. I think, I think it was Liam on our chat who mainly said something like, he's just trying to join in, like, he's trying to fit in. <laughs> Get yeah. a hamstring in the early doors. <laughs> like, it's been a remote. No, he's joining the club. Yeah, join the treatment room. It's brilliant. <laughs> That's unbelievably infuriating because, it, unlike um, some of these other signings, He's been here a long time now, like relatively. You know, we, mm, we signed mm. him quite early in the summer. He's had yeah, first signing, yeah, yeah. He's had largely a full preseason. He's played in a lot of friendlies, so it's not like. And obviously, we've been easing him into these games. He what did he play like fifteen minutes against Palace, something like that. Yeah. So it's yeah. not like you know, if you tell me uh, Souza had done his hamstring, then I, I'd be like, well, yeah, okay, we've rushed him. You know, he didn't have a pre. He's yeah. not played any preseason minutes or anything yeah. like that. Done any proper training, but Slaman, it's like. In theory, we've handled him fine. You know, we've handled him completely normally and carefully, like building up his fitness. Yeah. Hamstring's gone, so I mean, that's probably well. With us, it could be six months. It could be ten months. But <laughs> could be, it could be a year. Could yeah, be it could a be year. If Bogle, yeah. no, I think you're probably looking at after the uh, international break at the earliest. I would have thought. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we are short, obviously, in that area. I think bringing Davis in sort of means that's not an absolute disaster as it could have been, you know, because we've got a few numbers in there now. But the fact that we're bringing Basham on and getting midfield just shows how short we still are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm really frustrated by that. Like I said, Slomani's a total unknown to me. Like, I don't know. You know, It's really hard for me to sit here and tell you that he's going to be yeah. a, even a good player for Sheffield United, never mind a good player in the Premier League. But... Clearly, we saw enough. You know, I back the recruitment team to have signed him for a reason. So, yeah, it's it's frustrating that, yeah, he's well probably going to be missing, as you say, for a, a substantial period of time. Um, yeah. No McBurney on the bench, which didn't shock me because he no. hasn't had a preseason because of that injury that he got really early. Although he's, I, I hopefully he, pl- he plays some part against Man City because I think most of us have taken Man City as a free hit. I'd like to use it almost as a preseason game, if you know what I mean, in the sense of if he can only do 20 minutes, give him 20 minutes, no matter what the score is. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Or if he has to come off after 60 minutes, bring him off even if he's playing well. Because you know, Unless we're obviously still in the game after 60 minutes. But hmm. likely it is, we're probably going to be a couple of goals down by that point. So yeah. we need to use this really well, I think. I think. I don't think it's a waste of a game. I think we can use it to our advantage. Yeah, you're, you're literally reading my notes out here. That's great. It's a good effort because I've not sent them to you. It's um, a good work. Uh, yeah, so now McBurney, Tom Davis is on the bench, but he doesn't get on. Uh, a, a bit of a troll move from United with him, uh, his number. 22, <laughs> TD. TD22. Yeah. Yeah. We have TD22 at home. Unfortunately, it's not Tommy Doyle, 22. Um, it's Tom Davis, 22. Hopefully, he'll have a you know, as good a season for us as Doyle did last season. Um, mm. But yeah, the fact that he doesn't come on in this game uh, shows you where his level of fitness is at, I suppose. And we're, we're putting um, 
as you say, Basham and Brooks on instead. Yeah. Well, I said, actually, when the team come out, I said, play Sousa for 60 minutes and then basically what I said, I get back to the Man City game just now and then bring Tom Davis on for 30 minutes, even if he's not ready to do that fitness. But we didn't go down that route and I don't know if that was because we were really in the game at that point. Yeah. So two full debutantes for United, Sousa mm. and Hamer. Or Harmer? Harmer? Hamer? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one? Hamer. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm just I'm just nodding with you. you okay. Whatever you want to both. say, I'll just say yeah, yeah, that's right, that's correct. There were a massive debate, weren't there, with um, uh, Dem Blades and someone else were talking about how you pronounce it. Well, I'm not getting involved in this. I'll just call him Gus. Gus, yeah. <laughs> I'm going with Hamer until I hear Gary Sinclair say his name after he um, after he wangs one in at the cop end in, in Adelaide yeah. against Man City. Um, <laughs> both of those start, we persist with Triore and Asula up front. Uh, Max Leo stays at left back and Jack Robinson plays yeah. at left centre back. Um, yeah, great. Good to see. I, I didn't think Sousa would be starting this early. How many minutes did he play? Can you remember? He got, got over an hour, I think, didn't he? I think. Uh, a Luke. Um... Yeah, he played an hour, yeah, and then Basham came. Yeah, on. just yeah. I thought you were excellent after the, mm. after a dodgy first fifteen minutes where he were a bit old, which I expect. You know, he's not playing, not playing with his team. I thought the first fifteen minutes as a whole, we looked like a team who'd not played together, which is what we what we are basically going forward. Anyway, yeah, I thought he dominated that second half for that whatever he, he were on for. What will it be? Twenty minutes, fifteen minutes, minutes whatever so, yeah. it was. Yeah, he, he was fantastic. He won absolutely every loose ball. He were really strong. I thought the entire game changed. I thought I thought the game we were on top. Souza came off, Basham came on, and Basham played all right. I'm not blaming him, but he just he's not as good as Souza in that position. And we sort of lost the momentum with that. But I thought it were an even game. I thought we lost the game once Brooks and Ackford came on, which is nothing against them. It's just you know they're not ready, yeah, and they brought Yates right. and Chris Wood on. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's completely different ball game that we're playing almost when it comes to the subs. Yeah. So I thought we lost momentum when Suza went off, but I think if we'd have had a couple of more, you know, adult substitutions ready, if we'd have had Tom Davis fit and then McBurney, mm. I think we at least hold on for a point in that game. Um, but obviously bringing those two on, Brooks and, and Ackford, is, it, it just shows where we are. And that's the most frustrating thing. I thought we played well. It was a much better performance. I certainly didn't think we deserved to lose. We had a really dodgy 15 minutes. So Forrest might say, well, we created more chances. But I think that were a lot to do with this is just our team for the first time playing together. Mm. Um, once we settled down, I thought we were the better side. And then the subs came on. And again, it, you just feel like it's another really, really winnable game that we've thrown away because we just don't have the players. We're not, we're not ready. Yeah. Frustrating. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Forrest are a, a year ahead of us, if you like, but all all five of their subs, Kayate, Wood... Yeah, uh, Niakate, Elanga, and Yates yeah. stroll into our starting eleven at the moment, don't yeah. they? <clears throat> and, um... and that's the thing as well. And, and like I said on last week's pod, and I think this it made it even more, um, you know, it, it shone a light on it even more. I thought in my mind, anyway, that they're a good inspiration for his Forest um, in the sense that they had a terrible start. They were trying to gel a new team together, and they managed somehow to stay up. I thought they were really lucky last season to be honest to stay up from what I've seen, and, and I think all the stats back that up, but. They managed to stay up, and as you say, they're now a year in head, a year ahead. I think they'll struggle again this season, but I don't think they'll go down. Mm. Well, that, that's that's a double-edged sword, that because I'm, I'm yeah, I, I get what you're saying, and yeah, we should take encouragement from that, like that that you know a, a bad team can stay up if you like, but mm. 
<laughs> you know, all five of their subs walking into our team. Like, yeah. let's not forget, they are a bad team. <laughs> they were really looking stoked last season. I'm not sure how good they're going to be this season. But, yeah, in terms of, like, the the talent level of the squad, they're, they're yeah. miles ahead of where we are right now. Um, and, yeah, that's really annoying that uh, we were able to put in a, a decent performance by the sounds of things. But, um, yeah, still still zero points. And then it's Man City next, and that Everton game looms large, doesn't it? Yeah, that's um, going to be huge. Everton's got Wolves next at home as well, so if they lose that or don't win that, uh, then they're probably going to be well, they're going to be just as desperate as us, aren't they? Yeah, indeed. Well, let's uh, let's talk about this first goal. Unfortunately, um, just sat down, just sat down because uh, I thought we'll probably lose this one. To be honest, you know, with the t- oh, we're one 0 down. Right. <laughs> I was just trying to find what my, my brother sent me because he was watching it. Uh, he said, the worst defend, worst, not worst for some reason, the worst defending you'll ever see in your entire life was the message I received three minutes I think into three the game. Three people here, you can probably, I've probably not done the jobs correctly. One of them's Max Lowe with a, I, I, you've seen the goal. That, a fresh air shot for, well, swing and a miss. into the game. It's not a tired swing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just kicked off and no need for him to be hacking it there as well. It's a really straightforward sort of, you know, just, just get it under control, clear it. it I, I, awful, awful. And that sort of set the tone for his game. Then the ball comes in. Egan, well, Egan and Anel are both either side of uh, of the goal scorer. I thought they were both at fault for that. Um, and yeah, it's just a really, really rubbish goal to concede. And it, <laughs> Obviously, they scored another goal. Um, their other goal, should I say, that they scored. And that's three goals now off crosses, which I didn't expect us to concede like that this season, many goals. Yeah, yeah, I suppose not. This one's like, this is the, um, you know, the archetypal. You don't, you know, you can't make mistakes like that in the Premier League. Like you're going to get yeah. punished every time. Yeah, this, like, I don't know what to make of this this Max Lowe mistake. I mean, this... <laughs> I'm almost, I'm almost, I almost feel like I'm about to defend this here. Like... What, how, you know, that, that's not a lack of skill. Like, he's not going to do that. He, he wasn't doing that last season, was it? It's just, it's sort of inexplicable. But at the same time, a better player probably doesn't do that ever. Um, and he unfortunately has it in his locker to make the odd the odd howler like that. Even then, it probably, you know, shouldn't have led to a goal. Because as you no, say, great, great. As you say yeah. we have got men back. I thought, um, I think it's Robinson does a, a pretty good job of pushing Johnson, I believe it is, who picks up the ball. Pushes yeah, him wide, wide yeah. and then obviously um, I think Lowe low hasn't recovered essentially, so Aurier's got plenty of space to send him across, and it, it's a good header, but yeah, if you've got two men stood next to him, I think it's fair to expect that one of them will get a touch on it. Um, yeah, Lowe... have, because... Sorry, carry on, sorry. No, 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 go ahead, you, you watch the game. I'm, I'm yeah, I was to... just saying that uh, I think it's, we were all before, before the game like, oh, maybe Robinson's the one to, to leave out here. You were by far our best centre-half, Robinson, on this in this particular game. Yeah. Egan and Anel, I mean, Anel had some good moments as well, but they were just not done. We need, we know we've got this sort of mishmash of a team and the best case scenario in a couple of weeks is we've got better players, but he's going to have time to gel. We need Anel and Egan to just be solid and they really, really weren't in this game. And for all the talk of the lack of strikers and stuff like that and the subs, but again, we'd have probably got a point if if Egan in particular, because he was his fault for the second as well, just switch, switches on. Yeah. Uh, Lowe gets yoinked at half-time, doesn't he? Was that, uh, <laughs> was that very fair? 
Well, he says it were an ankle issue. I think it's more of an awful issue. <laughs> um, he, were, he were really, really... I mean, everybody, you know, we were on the chats and stuff, and I said to you, I watched this with my dad, and, and everyone was like, Get, he has to come off because he were playing that bad. It were, it was it were one of those sort of... There is no point of this, of trying to hope he plays himself into the game because he was slowly getting worse and worse. He was giving fouls away in the halfway line for no reason. Mm. Wasn't getting forward. He... He just didn't. He just looked like he got absolutely no confidence whatsoever. And like I say, Larouche came on and he did. He's a bit clumsy and stuff like that. But he absolutely gave us an outlet more mm. in an attacking sense. We we created a well, not created, but we got in some good positions down that side once Lowe went off. And I think it was the right change. And I think Larouche has to start the next game. Yeah, although maybe not the right game for him. But then I guess he doesn't maybe really not. Matter, does no, it? well, I mean, you uh, could play like Jack Robinson at left left wing back and get against City for me, you know, and see what happens there just to keep the, you know, keep it as solid as you can and maybe put trust in. But realistically, whoever we play, it's probably not going to make that much difference. No, possibly not. But yeah, that's what, um, that's how LaRouche was in League One, looking at his numbers. He was a sort of Mm. average to below average defender, but really, really good going forward. Um, Or, you know, relatively, uh, you know, that was his strength going forward. Yeah, Um, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I I mean, I want to see more of him. There's been some bizarre, like, Writing him off on the basis of preseason friendly, something from some of our fans. Yeah, I, don't, I, mean, I, don't I, wanna, I get. I don't want to uh, straw man this, but I'm just like, what? <laughs> I almost yeah. feel like we should. I said this to you the other day. I was, feel, I think you might have said it to me, so a bit, a bit hive mind, but. I almost feel like we all friendly should be played behind closed doors and none of them should be streamed so that we can't form yeah. terrible opinions on players based on friendlies. If that were LaRouche's debut, people go, ooh, tell you what. Yeah, get him in. Yeah, that's like a, not a bad start, that. But people are judging him, on the, obviously, on the friendlies, which is ridiculous. Well, I don't think he's the finished article. He won't be here if he was the finished article. But I saw little bits of him, I thought, that suggested that he, it's certainly going forward. He's got a bit of pace. Hmm. I don't, he don't want the best defensively, but... You know, you can't have everything. You know, we need we need to uh, we need to accept what we've got. And he, he does look a, a, an upgrade on Max Lowe based on that one performance, anyway. Yeah, Max Lowe's. Max Lowe's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good hour. Correct that one. Um, three minutes. So they they score three minutes into the first half, and we score our first goal of the season three minutes into the second half. I uh, yeah, I, I didn't see this coming. If you like, I thought this was a, another defeat to nil. Was was how yeah. this was coming about. And it took something pretty special, and it's the debutant Hamer smash it, brilliant, swerving one into the top corner from twenty yards. Absolute Premier League class that one, mate. Yeah. Delighted yeah. to see that one. It's one of those where you hit it and you think it's good. It's going. Oh my god, he's gone in! I mean, we did, like I said, we ended that first half well. Even the commentators are watching some American thing. I think with Tim Howard in the studio, mm. um, and he were in. He says, you know, Sheffield United can definitely take heart from that last 15 minutes because we did we had a couple of I, even, I don't know if there were even half chances you've probably seen the Sousa one from outside the area comfortable uh, yeah. same we had a cross which was sort of bouncing around and stuff and we, we grew into the game definitely grew into the game and I thought you know we've got and then we started that second half I, fantastic I think we had three corners in a row yeah, and then just, had like a shot blocked out for one that's right it? yeah they had, a, had a shot block there were one way it comes into a soul and the defender just gets in there and I wouldn't say the goal will come because it's too early, but we we deserved it for me at that point. We deserved to get that equaliser. And then for even for 15 minutes after that, you did think, we're going to win this because there's only one team in it. Like I say, Sousa were just dominating, mm. winning all the loose balls. Hamer, were getting, Hamer, I thought, first 20 minutes, really quiet. 
understandable like first game you know I'm not certainly not a criticism of him he was getting hold of the ball Norwood who'd had a pretty you know nondescript first half I thought he was putting some good passes in and Traore were making some great runs off the ball getting in some great areas and stuff and it looked like it were all coming together and then unfortunately Susan went down with cramp um, he had to come off as I said that changed the momentum I still mm. think we were in the game and then Traore obviously you know goes off with cramp as well and we have to put Hackford on and then um, it was the other guy who came off were it where it Hamer came off. Asula. Asula came I saw, of course, he went down with cramp as well. <laughs> yeah. oh, really? So the entire, the entire, everything that we were doing well at, in the sense of Sousa winning it and passing it to Hamer to try and create something, it all went out of the air, it all went out of the window because Sousa wasn't there and Hamer had to play further forward to support Hackford. Hmm. So we had Basham, Norwood and, uh, who's the other guy? Brooks in midfield. Not really going to dominate with those three, are you, in midfield this year? Not hugely, no. Um, yeah, Forrest's midfield a bit more physical and skillful than mm. uh, than, than that one particularly. Um, tell me about Hamer then. What, I'm, I'm excited to see him with my own eyes. What uh, what did you make of his game overall? I think he looks a really, really quality player. As I said in the first half, I thought it, it was. It didn't really get. I remember like about ten minutes in, thinking he's not even touched. He's rubbish. Mm. <laughs> no, I think I he only. Like, he did only have something like six touches in the first twenty. Yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah. He, he wasn't involved, but to be fair, the team were getting a bit of a batter in that first 10, 15 minute. Mm. And then once he got hold of the ball, he put a few crosses in that could have been better and stuff like that. But he put a couple of good corners in as well. And then it were really the end of that first half and the second half. I think you saw more of what he's about running with the ball. You know, getting back and forth and stuff, and and being able to just carry. I don't know if we've had a player like that. In, in a central midfield sense for a long time in terms of someone who can get the ball and carry it. So I don't even think Berger did that. <laughs> I was going to say Berger, but yeah, sure. Go on, go on. Yeah, he, he, he did it when he were more forward, but I don't mm. remember him doing it as a central midfielder. And Eckenbottom says he wants Hamer to play deeper. I imagine long-term we're thinking Hamer and Souza as the, as the two in the middle. Mm. And they, those two I thought worked really well. I, I thought Hamer were good. I have to admit, and I might be on my own, I were actually more impressed with Souza. Mm, um, I'm going to say you get, me, really you get me good. very excited about Sousa the way you're talking about. Mm, it. Yeah, they were both really good. You know, I think they were both seven eights out of tens easily. Mm. But I just thought maybe I'm being biased because he went off and it all you know went to pot. But I do think he dominated that midfield for a good for a good at least half an hour. You know, at the end of the first half and the beginning of the second, in the sense that you're thinking, did you can't you know that he's too strong for him. He's 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 winning absolutely everything, and he was just dominating the midfield and. As I said, and then that gave Hamer the the license, if you like, to to get forward more and create. We didn't create loads of chances. I think that's again probably more to do with the front two rather than anything else. And no offense to them, I thought Sula did some really really good things again. He's quite evidently a talent, but as we keep saying, he's a talent that's probably playing at a level too high for himself. You know, for right now. Yeah, I was in. I mean, I don't tend to read too much into like possession stats but I'm kind of encouraged to see that we were 50-50 on possession um, I, I know Forest are a team that don't, mm. they prefer to play without the ball a lot of the time but so do Crystal Palace and I think they had like 62% or something against us You know, they really did dominate us in that home game uh, last week um, so yeah, that, you know, that's encouraging I'm getting the sense uh, and this seems to be, you know, this isn't just you this is universal it seems from a, a, a lot of you know what I've read about this game. There's some green shoots here. Mm. Like if you, you know, if you're willing to part the fact we almost certainly will have zero points after three games, it feels like you, you, uh, you seem much more upbeat than I expected you to be. I guess, or certainly than I expected you would be before this game was played. 
Yeah, I mean, like I say, we're against a poor Premier League team, mm. so I'm not getting carried away. And I'm not lost. saying that's it. Yeah, and we lost. Um, so I'm certainly not saying that's it. And I think with the run coming up after Everton, if we lose that, it's going to be really difficult. As we know, you know, we've said it before. Obviously, the longer it goes on without a win or without um, without picking up any points, the harder it get it becomes to get out of that run. Um, but I think there were definitely signs there that it, it, we can be competitive. And I think the main two takeaways for me for that game were Hamer and. Uh, or Harmer, I don't know what it's called, <laughs> and Sousa, um, they really did make a massive difference. And I thought, even like release someone like Traore to, to to show a lot more than they were able to against Palace just by the fact that he got the ball more. I don't think he's the finished article or anything, but I thought he showed some really nice touches. And yeah, we look more competitive, but still a long way to go. Yeah, he had a good chance, Traore, which was in defensive mistake from Forrest when it two defenders run into each other. And he... Credit to him, he's in the right spot. He reacts first, pounces on it. One of the defenders does get back really well, I think, and just puts him under pressure. And uh, it's it's still a good shot and a really good save, I think. I mean, it's yeah, it's we'd probably come away with a win if he sticks that away. I'm not sure what minute it was. It was like it's quite late on, wasn't it? Was it like after 70 minutes? Yeah, I think we'll probably win that. I, I don't think it's a sitter. Some people say like it's a sitter. I don't think it's a sitter. It's too wide. It would been a really good finish to finish it. Look, a top-class Premier League striker finishes it, but we're not—we can't expect him to be that. And I don't think it's a—it's not a you know a, a, where he's central, you know, and he's got all the goal to aim at. It'd have to be—he can only really go one way, and yeah. unless he gets it absolutely spot on and, and curls it into the corner, I don't think he can. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't. I don't really blame him for that. And you know that, and that's—he was knackered as well by that point. I'm going to say it goes off almost immediately after that. Yeah. Two or three minutes after that, he's off the pitch. And I think you could tell, I think he's got that burst of pace and I think he sort of slows down as he gets to the area because he's just that tired. But yeah, I felt a bit sorry for him there. But that, like I say, you know, Heckingbottom said after, it should have been Traore and Asula coming on mm-hmm. uh, in the, in this sort of game, not starting. And I think that would have made, because there was just no out ball at the end. You know, it's Egan's fault for the goal. But a lot of it is because they were just coming at us all the time because poor old Ackford can't hold it up in, on his own up front. Yeah, indeed. Uh, yeah, they do They do nick it, 89th minute. Uh, they, they bring on Chris Wood, who is a very decent <laughs> Premier League striker who absolutely would start every single game. I mean, he would be our best striker, like, if he signed yeah. right now. Like, you know, even assuming everyone is fit. Um, yeah, as you say, Egan, I don't know, he looks like he just gets levered out of the way. Uh, you know, he ends up sort of on the floor, kind of appealing for a free kick, but it's it's not a foul, and Wood just guides it into the net. You know, we just yeah. aren't able to yeah. deal with it. And uh, yeah, this it's a I don't know. I mean, you look at like the the the, the shots and the XG and stuff. Yeah, I think two one's probably about right to uh, to Forest. I'm sure their fans will feel like they deserve to win the game, but from our point of view, that's a game we we could have had. Couldn't we? we could have had a point out of that one, and then you're feeling yeah. like. You're feeling pretty upbeat. You feel like Man City is just like, oh, whatever, you know, just chalk that game off and let's move on to Everton. But that's what I'd like to bring this up as well. I think it was, I think it was Geordie Blade on S2 said it, and it can't help get away from the feeling that he said, like he said, that very reminiscent of the Wilder <laughs> last season where you're in a game, but you lose. This one to me was very reminiscent of that Leicester game. I don't know if you remember that in the. In the lockdown season, oh yeah, where yeah, oh, we go one nil yeah. down that, early. That one on. I do remember. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, we get we, we go one nil down early on, getting a bit of an hammer in, 
get herself back into the game and then the better team and then they just go up the other end and score in the last minute and we need to get out of that I mean I need to get out of that mindset myself because I think those scars run deep aren't that you're thinking yeah we played well but we lost by a single goal again that's two single goal defeats mm-hmm. we look like we're in the game but you know we were really I think overall Forest probably can say that they deserve the win but I think for me if we'd have had three adults coming on or at least three people who are adults who play in that position rather than Basham, Brooks and Hackford, I think we, we, we easily hold on for a draw and maybe even win it. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's definitely how it could have gone, but uh, it's, it's how it didn't go. And as you say, quite reminiscent of the start to that season. I'm thinking the Leeds game mm-hmm. particularly or the, the Villa game away where we uh, you know get a, a spozzy red card goes against us and then we miss a penalty. And yeah, you, yeah. Don't, you don't want it to snowball. I think the... I suppose if you want to be optimistic, like we're still in the uh, the phase where it's like the squad will look a lot different in a couple of weeks. So yeah, you can sort of think like, well, it it will get better. Like it, we're not, we're probably not in a rut yet. Like we're we not going to get caught in a rut yet because we've got better players to come available. But yeah. uh, well, we'll see. I guess you know who knows what's going to happen. We've lost our, our starting right wing back, who's kind of. Well, he's replaceable with a player who's always injured, it seems, in mm. Bogle. Uh, we've lost one of our other theoretical starting midfielders is, is currently injured. So, um, yeah, it should look better, but let's see, I suppose. Um, looking ahead, and you, you touched on this early with your, your hacking my computer and uh, reading my notes. <laughs> I am looking at this next two weeks as essentially the last two weeks of pre-season. Like, so this, these two weeks leading up to the Everton game. Get players fit. I wouldn't risk starting the likes of McBurney or Baldock if they're not completely ready against Man City. Yeah, this is, agree. yeah, I agree. Yeah. Make sure Souza isn't two footing anyone against Man City. <laughs> if Harland's if Harland's running in on goal, then for God's sake, don't bring him down. Just just mm. like the bugger score, like don't take a red card in a game we're going to lose anyway. I think in in all mm. likelihood. And yeah, let's really do see this. Uh, you know, I don't I don't want to be waving the white flag too much on this Man City game, but. Just be sensible. Like yeah. this is the position we're in now. This is not absolutely not the position I wanted us to be in. You know, three months ago yeah. or whatever. But this is now the reality. We've got two weeks to bring in any more players. Kind of take your time and target that Everton game. I suppose. I um, agree. This is the thing with the, the transfers as well. That uh, for me, the 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 rush to get it done which i wanted some more plays in before the forest game because it was a winnable game as we saw when hmm. realistically we could play 100% of our potential and still lose to manchester city it's, it's a one in i don't even know i mean we're, i think we're 18 to 1 it should be probably 180 to 1 to win yeah factors so, in a draw i guess don't it that 18 yeah, to 1 yeah i suppose yeah we, we don't need to rush now with the signings and the injuries and everything like that we need to use the, this next two weeks for me as a lead up to the Everton game, yeah, and then the rest of you know, not to say everything is on that Everton game, although a lot will be on that Everton game. But yeah, just use that as your start of the season. Like, mm. make sure you're ready for the remaining thirty-five games. Um, yeah, because we're not right now. Like, so you've got two weeks to sort it out, basically. And if we're in this, you know, if we're still in this situation, come Everton, where I don't know, say we just sign. I don't know. Can you imagine if we only bring one more player in? I mean, I can imagine it. 
Say we only signed. Say we only We've signed. got to use them two loans. We have to do that. Even well, not if just bringing... the two loans. What about all the overseas ones? This is my other. The domestic loans. Even if we're bringing Scott Carson in, just use it. <laughs> <laughs> just let them use. Use these loans, man. This is this is. I'm fuming about this, and I will. I will be absolutely livid if we don't have. If we're not signing mediocre players on loan in the next couple of weeks, like yeah, get a competitive squad of first team players. I mean. <clears throat> It might not be enough. It probably won't be enough. But mm. have it right now. Having players like Brooks and Hackford and Marsh, like having them involved in the first team squad, is, is possibly harming them rather than helping them. And obviously, it doesn't. It doesn't agree. help us either, as we saw in this Forest game. I listened to Sheffield out away, and there were a good debate on there. There were four of them on, and I think it was I think it was Jimmy who said, you know, you, the thing about you know, you don't just go for anyone. You've got to wait for your targets. I, I do see that. But there's a, there's a middle ground, isn't there? There's like, a middle ground. That's it. That's exactly right. I don't. I don't think we need to waste all our budget on foreign loans, but just bring in two people for fairly cheap who are adults to go on the bench, if for no other reason to let our blast apparently is having a fantastic start to the season at Port Vale. Mm. That could have been Brooks. Instead, he's coming on yeah. against Nottingham Forest, running around after a ball and making a slight error that leads to a goal, because. Because it's a level too too high for me at the moment. Our blasters have been the same. They need that game time. I don't agree that you just wait and wait and wait and wait. I do think that's for your main players. Yeah, get definitely. But mm. what I don't buy this is we knew McBurney and Jefferson were going to be injured for the yeah, start of the season. Yeah, we've known it for a month at least. Haven't yeah, we? we knew we knew what was going to happen. So I'd rather just have you know these players who, who maybe long term are not going to be sort of Premier League quality. But give us a chance to yeah, actually give, compete in these early games. And they give you a chance to develop your other... Not, not just the young players, but they give you the chance to develop Traore and Souza and yeah, Hamer and have them... Yeah. You know, if, if the plan is, look, we're, we're trying to bounce back next year, trying to build a strong squad for the championship, mm. well, you need some you need some filler around your, your, yeah. the core of that side. I, the only the only way it makes sense to me, this whole, like, wait till right at the end of the window, is if you're bringing in six first-teamers on loan, like... Mm. We're not going to do that. We might bring in one. You know, if we're, if we're really holding out for like a Cole Palmer or even a Tommy Doyle, for example, mm. like we're not going to bring in five other players of that caliber, are we? There's no chance. I mean, any you know, pluck any mediocre striker from you know a sort of second a second tier league in Europe, and they'd walk straight into our our team that's, at the moment. That's exactly that's exactly it for me. I don't think you're wasting wasting the budget. If you're just getting somebody in to do a job for a season on loan, I can't, that can't be costing you that much money. That can't, that, and and you'll probably get the money back if you if if it enables you to send three or four young lads out on loan anyway. Yeah, or even you know finish nineteenth instead of twentieth, and you get the extra couple of million um, yeah. know, prize money at the end of the season. And also, it just makes everyone feel a bit better about life. You know, if the team is competitive, the players will feel better. Heckingbottom will feel better. The fans yeah. will feel better, and we won't have anything to. Well, we won't have as much to complain about, I suppose. Um, so, do you know what realistically, and it's ridiculous. This, I mean, everyone. This is to be fair, actually. People are now one of them saying Billy Sharp. You know, he needed to go. Um, why did Eckingbottom want to keep him? And we're all confused. But I think we probably know now why he wanted to keep him because even someone like him, on the on the small amount of wages, would be a, a boot. He's an adult striker coming on. He knows the game. <laughs> Yeah, my other requirement with uh, with my theoretical loan usage, by the way, is sign players who've had pre-seasons and aren't injured. 
Like that has to be mandatory. They have to be fit enough to play immediately. Yeah. Otherwise, there's yeah. just there is just no point. So that's um, what we were like with um, go on the Norwegian guy, Josh King. Oh yeah, really good player. Really, really good player. I looked into it. He's only started nine games last season due to injury. Mm. I, I like him as a player. Did we bring in another injured player to go alongside? Well, I think I don't know. I think it might have been Carlton playing an S two called McBurney McBurn A and E. <laughs> and Jensen, who obviously also picks up injuries, we're running a solar into the ground as well. You know, I, like I say, I, 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 we've known for a month what the striker situation we're going to look like from the moment and die left, and McBurney were out, and Jefferson were out, and here we are, the second game into the season, bringing Ackford on, which mm. is, in my opinion, nothing against Ackford and nothing against Brooks, but those subs lost us that game. Yeah, yeah, with a, with a naughty. You bring Billy Sharp on and um, <laughs> Mo Besic, <laughs> dare I say. But we're probably, we're probably going to draw because they know what they're doing. They've been more experienced. Billy Sharp will hold it up, getting his big backside in the way, getting fouls and stuff like that. Mm. Hackford and Brooks, as Eki pointed out, were both partly at fault for the goal. It's Egan's big mistake. But Hackford doesn't run to the man who's crossing it. Brooks goes to him when he shouldn't, so then there's a space, you know what I mean, and then he puts it in, and it's a goal. Very minor errors, but that's what's going to cost you goals in the Premier League. There are probably little errors like that that, just for, as I said, example, Bessick and Sharp don't make. Yeah, I think your R-Blaster point was a, was a fantastic point, actually, because I, I thought you were going to say, you know, he, he should still be here because he'd be starting for us, but I, you're absolutely spot on that that's... Yeah. That kind of experience he's currently having of yeah senior first team football at yep. a decent level in League One you know put yep. had a nice start to the season that's the kind of experience that players like Brooks and Hackford should be enjoying right now and developing as footballers. So Is yeah, that, I saw a Forest fan say, well you know we we didn't have our first uh, we had our second string defence out. So yeah, but they were all professional footballers, experienced professional footballers. The yeah. strikers that we had out were two kids who have played, started two games, that were their second ever starts for us. One of them's never played in England before, and the other one couldn't get in Derby's team last season. Yeah. Ben's you know, it's, it's a completely different world of second string. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I just want to note that it is 21 days since we sold Illumin and Jai to um, Marseille, and uh, mm. we have not signed a single attacking player since that point, unless you want to count. Hamer, who, uh, yeah, he's he, you know he's good at attacking, but he, he's not a, a player to off really replace what Njai gave us, I suppose, as a, as a forward presence. Anyway, yeah. what are we doing? You know, I, I understand I thought, we're I supposed to have them lined up. Much. Well, maybe have more than one person lined up or more than one target. <laughs> I'll, I'll happily accept the Berg thing. We, we criticised it. I think we'll probably come out a lot better with Souza and Hamer. Just, I'm basing this on one game, to be fair, so I might prove to be an idiot, but. Just looking at that, and looking what I know about, you know, what we've heard about Hamer and what we saw from him last season, we've probably come out a lot better. Losing Berg, getting those two in, I think that's really, really good business. Mm. We've not, as you said, we've not even touched the. the we we needed a striker before Endai went, yeah, and now we need, uh, you know, we probably need realistically an attacking midfielder to replace Endai, and possibly even two strikers, so we don't end up in the position that we're in again now. We have to sign another body up front. Like, we yeah. just have to. It's. I mean, yeah. I, I'm. Yeah. I'm optimistic of what Triore could be, and I, I think I really do. I am. I am excited to see what Asula could become over the next couple of years. Yeah, but I, I sort of don't want to see it with us this season. I want him. I want him having the 
the on loan experience again this year, I think. But the only way that makes sense is if we have a yeah a a, a, a roster of strikers who can realistically play at this level. And yeah, we're not and all this all this thing that we're talking about, like you know, we were complaining, saying people were saying season starts on the second of September or whatever it is. It didn't. It started. It started two weeks ago. But now it does because the Man City game is yeah. pretty much a write-off. So I'm going to try and sort of park the frustration because it's gone now. You know, we yeah. if we go down at the end of the season, we might go down comfortably anyway, or we might stay up comfortably anyway. If we go down at the end of the season by three points, these are the two games for me where we'll have. That's where it, we'll, there'll be you know things along the way with we'll last-minute goals and stuff like this, but not giving ourselves a real chance in these first two games. If we go down narrow leg, will annoy me for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so Man City. I mean, just just relax and enjoy it. Basically, it's you know, it, I think it's more of a free hit than that FA Cup semi final was. Which I'm just trying to, oh, yeah. trying to bring up the team of that now because I, I don't feel that was like a you know strongest possible eleven that day. Was no, it? Was I think we had Norwell and Flack in midfield. It's funny, by the way. I'm thinking about Flack that you were laughing, I think, when we when he signed. He goes, oh, I bet he starts the first game. Absolutely starts the first two games. Yeah, <laughs> if you were fit, Flack. Yeah, yeah but yeah, I think we saw Flack, Norwood, and um, who were the other guy in midfield? Uh, in that game, I just got it here, hang on. Uh, it's your burger. Of course. Burger, Norwood, Flack. We started Jefferson yeah. up front with Njai. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's, I mean, that probably... There probably was a stronger team, I guess, than we... Well, I don't know. It might be a bit of a wash, actually. If Bulldog comes back in, I'd feel feel better about it. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, anyway, it's it's a, it's obviously going to be very difficult to get something out of. But you never know. Just, uh, like I said, just don't do it stupid. It's, I really don't want to... I don't want to wave the white flag in this game, but I really don't want someone getting a daft red card or, mm-hmm. you know... Mm-hmm. Busting a busting a hamstring avoidably or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's like when Wes against Burnley when he, you know, when yeah. the, I were going clean through. And it didn't affect us in the end, but we were all worried, thinking, just let him score, we'll lose the game and just win. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. obviously Wes gets sent off and what have you. But yeah, just keep, it's, I mean, you know, it's not a game that, I'm, I mean, I'm not going there, I'm, not, I'm on holiday, but it's, um, it's not a game that I'm saying I'm looking forward to, but the pressure is completely... You can't get a less pressurised game, I don't think, than this. Yeah, exactly. I'm sort of, I'm more chill, I'm probably more chill about it than the Palace game. I was, I was slightly... I think I taught myself into like a position of optimism for the Palace game, mm-hmm. like, before the yeah. team news came out, anyway. I was, uh, I, I was sort of... Expecting is not the right word, but I thought we had a really good chance to start with at least a point, whereas, yeah, this, this is just like... Let's, Let's see what happens. You know, try and keep it level as long as you can. We've yeah. got some pace in the team. We've got a good set piece taker now in uh, in Hamer. Yeah. yeah, you never know. Hopefully, um, hopefully it's a more competitive game than the FA Cup semi final because that really was um, a total mismatch. Um, yeah, yeah maybe, maybe we'll take that chance that falls to us after sixty seconds this time. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. That was one of my. I feel like that was one of my preseason things, right? It was like, can we score a meaningful goal against yeah, Man City? Yeah, can we score a meaningful goal against Man City? Yeah, take, take the lead against Man City. Come on, Blake. Yeah, take, take the lead. Oh, that'd be worse because you'd be no. like, oh my god, we're going to win. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Do you remember when we? I mean, this is going back a lot, fifteen years now. But do you remember when we took the lead against Man United um, under Warnock? Uh, oh, I, I, I remember it's the, one of the only times uh, I got out of scene ticket Liam then, and he, he was laughing. I was laughing my head off. Yeah, 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 same. Yeah. Me and my dad were both in hysterics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Keith Gillespie then. I remember like. Uh, Great I remember, 
I said something like, uh, oh, no, now we've made them angry. <laughs> we just absolutely dominated after that, you know. I mean, I remember two one, that game. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, we were only 2-1. We, we battled well, but I think we must, I, I don't know what to present with. We must have had about 10% possession. In I think game. so, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was uh, one of the worst misses I've ever seen from Cristiano mm. Ronaldo at the Bromel Lane, and they somehow skied it over from about a yard out. It might have taken a little wobble, but... Yeah, I remember like sort of coming out after almost smiling at that game, because we knew we yeah. were going to get a bit like this Man City game, I suppose. Yeah. You never had any expectations for it. And I came out laughing because... We'd seen that unbelievable miss from what would, you know, it wasn't the world's best player then, but he, he were obviously, you know, on the cusp of being the world's best player. Mm. And we'd scored. And it were like, that weren't too bad, that. That's yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Let's hope for something similar. And who knows, maybe maybe a, an even better result than a 2 1 defeat mm. <laughs> against yeah. Man City next week. Um, I've, I've got a new thing to plug, mate, before we wrap up. Uh, oh, yes. I'm, yeah. So I'm starting a new newsletter covering Sheffield United women for this season. So, uh, yeah, it's called Women of Steel. And yeah. I'm going to be watching the United women games and hopefully you know, writing match reports about them and various articles about them through the season as well. I'm not a... You know, I'm not positioning as this is like this is like expert analysis because I'm still relatively new to women's football full stop and only really been watching United win for a couple of seasons. But team's gone full time or they're transitioning to full time. It, it feels like an exciting time to um yeah, to get to get on the bandwagon, I suppose. And yeah, hopefully with this newsletter, um I just bring a bit more coverage to what could be a, a really fun season for him. So uh yeah, it's a Substack newsletter. It's completely free. Uh, the first proper postal go out today, so just Excellent. go and enter your email at uh, womenofsteel.substack.com or you can just... Um, in fact, I'll stick the link in the uh, description of this podcast, so if anyone's uh, if anyone wants to find it that way, there'll be a link in the, the show notes of this episode. And uh, yeah, every week or so, I'll send out a, um, a, a shortish article, I suppose, like keeping you updated of our uh, our United's women team again on. Excellent. Look forward to that, yeah. Um mm. obviously we watched the uh, the women yesterday. We were disappointed yeah. they didn't really get going, did they to be fair? No, I'd, yeah, it's for for once uh Viegman sort of blinked a bit early, I thought, with those changes. Um, yeah, bizarre. Was really, I was really confused when Russo came off I to me. I don't think you're having the best game or anything, but mm. I was just that's a bit early that. Come on. Taking daily <laughs> off as well at the same time you lose. Yeah, exactly. You know, I thought one of the things you might have done is put daily up front actually. Yeah, but uh, that's exactly what I thought when I saw Russo's number went up. But uh yeah, it's sorry, at least you didn't take Tooney off because I don't I don't think she would really affecting the game at all, but mm. Spain played really well, to be fair. It um, is. Yeah, just just frustrating that we, I don't know, just couldn't quite force a proper a proper chance after, mm. I don't know, after those changes. I don't I don't really remember feeling like we were about to score at any point in that second half, apart from a, a couple of crosses. And yeah, Spain just just managed the game really well. Their their uh, their off field stuff makes it a bit a bit sour grapes. I think for me, like I think anyone else, I'd be quite like happy for them. I suppose because it'd be a first time winner, but. Yeah, I do feel a bit like ugh, just from yeah the the manager and the FA and stuff is yeah, it's, no, it's, it's pretty grim for anyone who's familiar with this kind of stuff. Yeah, um, but still, you know, I'm I'm not I'm disappointed, but I just think I think they've done so well, England, to get to that final with the players that were missing and knockout football, tournament football, international tournament football. It's hard, you know. This the, disappointing to lose the final, but it did make me think. It made me appreciate the Euros win last year even more. I think just 
how hard it is to win an international tournament. It's just extremely difficult. You know, so much has to go right for you. And uh, yeah, that would have been historic, I think, if they'd done that. But no, mm-hmm. I, it was weird. I was, I was afterwards. I was like, oh yeah, I just what you know, it's the first. That's the first England football World Cup final in my lifetime. Like, I, I don't know, it just sort of hit me. It was like, oh, it's kind of historic in a way that I finally got to see one, you know, for either the men or the women. And yeah, yeah. who knows Who knows when the next one will be, I suppose. So you've got to appreciate yeah. it when they come around. But yeah. yeah, really good. Really, really good tournament as well. Overall, it was, yeah. I'm, I'm really sad that it's finished. I think that's the mark of a good tournament when I'm suddenly like, yeah. oh, there's no more games left. Yeah, there's no games, yeah. Yeah. But it's like um, the worst thing is when England gets to a fight, which only happened twice in my <laughs> lifetime. But same as the Euros, because not only are you out, but the tournament's over, and it's like the it's double true. whammy. I thought that when we lost in the Euro final. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, oh, England are out. Oh, no, the tournament's over. <laughs> it's, like, it's just like proper depression. Just yeah. So we're gonna go out next time, right in the first round. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. I, I think that's you know that's a more familiar experience with the, the men's side, isn't it? Because then you get a few weeks to kind of get your mardiness out your system, and then you can start to be into it again for the like the last yeah. stages of the tournament. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's a it's, it's a good point. Yeah, but we've we've got the blades to keep us going, I suppose. Anyway, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> United women now with the their season starts this weekend. Inconveniently. Sky moving our Man City game, so it kicks off at the same time as the women's game, which is away at Charlton. Uh, not a problem, <laughs> be interesting when it yeah. both games at once at the same time. Uh, the first home game is uh, the following week against Sunderland on Sunday yeah. as well, which I'm very much looking forward to. What have you got to plug, mate? I've uh, got the view from Forest, which is not quite as uh, horrible as you might, <laughs> might expect, to be fair. They, they, they're basically the same. They were rubbish, and they would, you know, and but they still got the three points. How bad are they? But obviously, we know the, the real story behind it. Um, we've got a Living Mainly uh, pod coming out this week, I think. Liam's on holiday, but he said we're going to do some editing while he's away. But it's about David Bowie, mm. crack actor documentary. Um, and I'll be back with the pre-match view from Manchester City. Um, who I seem to, I don't know, we seem to have played them quite a lot. Seem to be on their board quite a lot. Man, say obviously with the Doyle and McAtee signings as well. Ah, yeah, of course. Um, so, yeah, they'll be on the Blue Moon Forum, uh, seeing what they've got to say about next Sunday. Nice one. All right, mate. Well, thank you very much. That is Roy'sViewFrom.com. Uh, follow you at Panchera and me at BladesPod. And, yeah, womenofsteel.substack.com launches today. So go go give us a uh, subscribe if you're interested in following Sheffield United Women this season. Um, right, mate. Well, thank you very much for your time. And, uh, yeah, have, have yourself a nice holiday next week. Uh, hope you still manage to catch some of the Man City game and hopefully see us uh, put in a good performance at least. But um, yeah, enjoy your break. Thanks very much. I'll, uh, I'll catch up with you later. Thanks a lot, bud. See you later.